Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights, brought to you by Training Pros. When you have more projects than people, Training Pros can provide you with the right L&D consultant to start your project with confidence. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Learning Insights, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Training Pros. Without them, we could not be sharing these stories. Today on Learning Insights, we have Chrysler Ng with C Prime. Welcome. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about C Prime. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so, so at C Prime, we are an international consulting and training firm. Um, so essentially, we deal specifically in the space of digital transformations. Um, and so we always have an element of learning and L&D when we go to different clients and, and we're doing transformations. And, and a lot of big thing about transformations is, is really unlearning what people have in their organizations and then going through that training, that workshop and that coaching type of services. So that's that's really what we offer and how we add value to our clients. So uh, what was the genesis of the idea? How did the company get started? Oh, wow. It's a very good question. The company started over 15 years ago. Um, We actually have a parent company, Alton Group, which is a French publicly traded consulting firm. Um, But uh, the the firm actually started as a staffing firm. So giving out project managers and then naturally we we gave great talent out, right? We started in the Silicon Valley uh, in 2005, 2003, that that era. Um, And then from there, it extended out into training and learning. And then uh, talk about kind of an engagement. How, what is the pain the client's typically having? And then uh, how do you guys plug in? Yeah, as you know, Lee, and I'm sure a number of, uh, of your listeners know, uh, is just the world is incredibly complex, right? It gets incredibly complex. I mean, 2020, obviously, threw a huge curveball to the world uh, with COVID. And, and so every company is being disrupted. It doesn't matter what industry, how, how long you've been in business, what's your brand, et cetera. And so a lot of companies come to us in terms of trying to fix that complex solution of, hey, how do I upgrade my workforce, right? I want to upskill them, right, in in the way they work and how they do things. So it could go in from technical skills to management skills to leadership skills, uh, all the way down to technical skills like code development, for instance. Um, And so those are usually the pain points of how do I gain agility, right? That's what we call in our industry, uh, for my organization, because we're used to working in one way, uh, but now we need to be able to be more, more effective because the world is incredibly complex. And look, my, my market's being disrupted. So how do I how do I execute against my market and adjust? So when that's the mission of the organization, how does that impact you as kind of the person in charge of the talent within the organization? Yeah, we, I think for me, we so we have this concept or I have this concept uh, in terms of talent and organization is uh, so if you think about it, our workforce, they're constantly learning. Learning is actually one of our core values. Um, And and so there's a concept and we have a number of principles behind that, but I'll just explain the high level concept is really we're constantly trying to align what C prime needs are as an organization, right? Whether it be business or mission uh, living our values um, with what each individual business unit or our groups, right, have. And then, and I think of a Venn diagram, I think of three circles. And the third circle is really what does each individual need, right, have in terms of motivation and goals. 
And so we're constantly trying, and it's a natural tension. We obviously, I say it's a Venn diagram because we, we, we don't get it perfect. It's very fluid. Um, but that's one of the things we as a leadership team always try to do is we're constantly have these conversations with our workforce and our consultants around, hey, what do you want to do? How do you want to grow? What are you seeing out in the clients? What kind of skill sets you need? And then balancing that with what the organization is going toward, right? Whether it be strategic, a roadmap, et cetera. And so that is an ongoing conversation we have, and that could delve into tactical things of like, hey, let's go put this person off into a conference, for instance, or a speaking engagement or a specific client or environment that they want to work with. Um, So that's what we're trying to balance that with the business needs as well as with the individual's needs. And then how do you kind of create that level of alignment that requires, I would imagine, really personalization in terms of each of your employees? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, (laughs) we talk about it every year, and it it always gets tougher, right, as we bring on new folks. And, and even if you think of generational differences, right, of different workforces. Um, So we, we try to practice that via five values. So essentially, we value. So the first value is we value clarity and alignment over ambiguity, for instance. And that is a constant, right? That, That is a always reminding people what's the mission, the alignment, but then also hearing the feedback from people of, hey, am I misaligned or am I aligned? Um, and just being that radical candor, that transparency you may have, right? Because ambiguity is what gets you in, in, into problems. Uh, the second principle is what you just hit on, Lee, is adaptability and customization over prescriptiveness uh, for career path within our organization. So a lot of our folks, some have been only with us for one or two years, some have been with us eight plus years, 10 years. Um, and, and what you're going to find from a lot of the folks who've been around is they've worn multiple hats. Um, that, that's part of our culture. Uh, we're very entrepreneurial. So that is, again, customizing to what people's needs are, right? So I have colleagues that I work with have worked in marketing, have worked in operations. Uh, they've been out billing in front of clients as a, as a consultant, for instance. Um, so that's, that's a principle we practice. And then a third principle is having a growth mindset over a fixed mindset. So the, the inherent belief that we all can change as humans, we're not limited in our potential. Um, and so we're constantly trying to balance that out and respect that. Um, the next principle is collaborate over dictate, collaborate over dictate between employees and, and the organization. So it's a two-way street. We believe employee engagement is a two-way street. Uh, you need to opt in as an employee, as well as as a, as a manager or leader, you need to opt in as well. And so that's that collaboration, right? No one really likes to be told exactly everything, what they need to do. Um, and like you said, it is very much about adaptability over um, prescription. And then the last thing is just having empathy for one another and, and humility over ego. That's that's the last principle. And, and that really comes from a space because w- without empathy, right, and humility, um, these principles we can't live them, right? It's hard to practice if, if people don't have empathy for one another and where they are at. Um, and so that's the last last principle we practice in order to, to achieve that customization that you described. Now, can you share a little bit for our listeners about the ambiguity part? Uh, I think that that is really tricky for individuals, let alone organizations, you mentioned clarity and, you know, knowing the true north makes everything easy, right? When everybody yeah. knows where we want to go, it's easy to make decisions. But how do you kind of work through situations? And then you're seeing this even now in the public where it seems like we're all looking at one screen, but we're watching two different movies. 
You know, like we're each seeing the diff- the thing totally differently. And for me, I see, uh, you know, one thing I see, like, or, or I'll, I'll use an analogy of ice cream. I'm tasting chocolate and you're tasting vanilla and we both swear we're right. And, you know, you, you lose kind of you, the ambiguity is almost kind of built into the situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love your metaphor about ice cream. Uh, Lee, I, I, I think it's and and going to what you're describing, we, we internally we call it um, perception is reality, right? And 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 where your perception is 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 your reality. Um, so I think I think how how we manage that is is in the day to day interactions. I think a lot of times people, you know, whether you you um, read a read a blog of a famous business leader or organizational uh, expert. Um, it, it sounds like, hey, if you set a high direction and, uh, you know, it comes from leadership, it, it's, it's going to drive, it's going to be great. And, 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 but really what people don't talk about, which, which we understand, and we're always trying to practice, again, we're not perfect about it, is it's really in the day-to-day interactions. Like, for instance, with my team, um, in our one-on-ones, we constantly, I mean, they might be repetitive almost, it's constantly trying to get clarity, asking questions a lot. Uh, a, a very good technique we do internally on our one-on-ones is when we describe something, a direction, or, hey, uh, what do you think about this? A lot of times it might be in a coaching stance. It might be a question, for instance. Um, again, that collaboration piece. Um, and then when there are times when we have to perhaps, there is some policy, let's just say, right? Something legally that that uh, it, it needs to be done, for instance. What we do in our one-on-ones or even in conversations with our larger groups is we ask people what we call play it back to us. So we may say something and it's just an echo back of, well, if you were to use your own words or if you were to change some adjectives, how would you describe what the essence of the message we just said, message, excuse me. Um, and that's a way, a quick way to to hopefully help with some of that ambiguity and reduce that. But again, it's it's the day-to-day um, social activities. It's, it's not really that one meeting, right. That you have all leadership talk about and come out of a room. Right. And then you just say, all right, this is the, this is the direction. And it's completely clear to people. Um, it's going to take that day-to-day reinforcement. Now, do you find that in the, um, when you talk about empathy and humility, Mm -hmm. does that, um, does that help you when it comes to maybe diversity and, um, inclusion and in that part of the business? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I I think we just like our clients, we we try to meet people where they are. Um, a, a lot of people, and even us, we we use industry terms like best practice. Uh, I know the training industry uses that. Uh, every industry uses that. Best practice. What's the best? You know, um, and and best is is within context of the organization, and that's where the empathy part empathy part comes through. Is understanding where our employees are at where their weaknesses are. And, and to have that, you have to have a lot of trust, right? Um, what they want to do, uh, if they voice a concern, right? You're listening to that, right? Feedback is a gift in this essence. Uh, so that's that helps us with the diversity of opinions, right? Of different, un, different groups as well within our organization. Um, and then just coming with, going over to the egos is, I think it goes a long way when, leaders and managers say, I really don't know. What do you think? Um, and, and I think for the longest time, we, 
uh, our culture, Western culture is celebrated more of that alpha, right? Who is aggressive, outspoken. Um, but we're seeing that swing, right? We're seeing that swing. And, and that's really what we try to practice with ourselves. So now how has the pandemic impacted your work? Um, how have you kind of made the adjustments uh, to deal with these kind of uncertain times? So for us, before the pandemic, we are distributed nationwide, and some of our workforce is actually international, not U.S.-based. Um, and so we have offices, eight to 10 offices or so, I forget. The number keeps growing as we grow. Um, but everyone was more or less remote. I, I would say 60 to 70% of the workforce was remote because we traveled to client sites. Um and so in that essence, we were built for this environment of COVID, right, of, of, of minimizing disruption, doing things virtually. Uh, there was definitely a learning curve um, with our clients, particularly, because again, like I said, we're on site, as you can imagine, driving a transformation to a company. You, you need to have that human connection, right, on site. Um, but what we did was we introduced a lot of various um, collaboration tools online. Uh, I know we're talking on Zoom uh, but there's chat programs, there is actually virtual sticky notes, there's, there's these platforms we use so that we can help drive a transformation still. And, and I would say that was one of the biggest learning curves for everyone. Um, and, and so it definitely has impacted some of our business and, and the way we do things. But in terms of value with our clients, I, I would say it took about three, three or four months, right, for clients to really fully buy into it. And then when they started experimenting and seeing it, um, I, I think I think even after COVID, when that happens, uh, it will be different. Um, but so th- those are the major changes that that impacted us. Now, how do you kind of um, when you're onboarding talent and now you're putting them out in the wild in this kind of new manner? How do you kind of implement some of the serendipitous learning that happens when it is, like you said, human to human and I can shadow you or I can look over your shoulder or I can be, you know, the, the fly on the wall. How, how do you kind of integrate some of that into this virtual experience? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'll be honest. It was tough. We, we've, we, we had some adjustments as well in terms of our employee onboarding. Um, but I mean, our, our HR team is awesome. Uh, and, and they've always virtually onboarded, for instance, in terms of HR related things. Um, and, and so that wasn't an issue, uh, to your point around, absolutely. What we, what we do is incredibly complex. So there's a lot of shadowing programs we have, right. Where, uh, as a new consultant, I may join a client and, and observe a, a training, let's say, um, I may be a student let's say, uh, uh, we're very big on 30, 60, 90 days, right? Because that's very important for our success and, and indoctrin- indoctrinating people, right, into the way we do things in our culture. Um, so there's that. I, I know with my teams, we we do a lot of weekly calls, uh, you know, virtual happy hours. We do events, um, always not necessarily about work-related, for instance. Uh, and, and I would say one of the biggest successes in terms of multiplying our learning as an organization, I would say is we, we implemented a town hall. So we've always had town halls, all hands. Um, but what we did was we did it every week. So it was a lot more frequent. And initially it was just around COVID, right? Just like any organization, we were trying to get situational awareness of everything and making sure everyone's safe. Everyone knows what to do, et cetera. Um, and then now it's, it's, it's been consistent over 60% of the company comes, which is huge for us. Oh, so well over a hundred people every single time on the call. And we, it's self-organized, right? People submit things they want to learn about, they want to talk about. 
we might bring a comedian in. I know we've brought a magician in. So there's all these kinds of ways. It's not just learning professionally, but just getting together and learning about each other um, and treating each other as humans, even though we don't see each other, um, is, is really how we do it. And then lastly, just like a lot of, a lot of tech organizations that we work with, we, we use Slack internal chat. And so, you know, that, that always that gif or the, that joke of the day um, always goes a long way with people. And then it sounds like that's really kind of become part of your culture, this uh, town hall. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's talks of just maintaining it as is right. Even after all this and we go, go back to a little bit more normal. Right. And, and uh, it sounds like you're still getting a high level of engagement and people are, they're not kind of dreading that they're like, okay, they're looking forward to it. They're going to get something out of it, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think one of the biggest things, Lee, was um, it, it is optional, right? It, it's it's opt-in. So th- this is not required. Uh, it's all recorded. We, we usually send out an agenda or a topic item a few days before so people can choose if they're interested in it. And I think that's what drives that employee engagement as well as it, it's not it's not forced. Uh, I had a good friend who used to tell me it's almost like mandatory fun, right? When you force people to do things. Right. Um, and so that's our culture. It's an opt-in culture. And that's what's allowed us to, to increase engagement throughout this. Now, talk about your background. Um, I see here that you were an agile coach uh, prior to your role now. Do you think <laughs> that that background of coaching um, kind of gives you a different lens maybe uh, when you're in your new role? Yes, absolutely. I, I think, uh, I mean, I think coaching is valuable, whatever role you're in, right? As a person, uh, I think uh, just having that experience, uh, and I'm thankful for it, very grateful of just going to different clients, different cultures, and and learning to, to coach with them. I don't want to say to them, right? With them around, we're collaborating on trying to problem solve the same thing, right? Um, and then that's what I've been able to apply internally at C prime as well. And, and a lot of our leadership, all of it, right. Operates that way. And, and so a lot of times, even from our CEO, a lot of times he is coaching us, right. Or, or, or just asking questions, um, versus telling someone something and, and you get a lot more buy-in that way. Um, and so that's what I've learned at client sites. And that's what I've, I've learned to, to utilize in, in my role at C prime as well. So now what do you need more of? How can we help you? <laughs> Very good question. I, I mean, for me, it's just, I just want to learn from more people, right? Just, 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 uh, our organization is always hungry to, uh, look at different industries and what they do. Um, and I think, you know, something like this is, is, is very valuable, right? It's, it's multiplying the learning, um, and, and that we as humans, we're all in this together, even though we may be at different organizations. And then um, if somebody wanted to learn more about C-Prime, uh, are you hiring right now? What is your um, kind of where are you at in the growth? Yeah, we're, we're always hiring. Uh, our recruiters and our talent team is always looking for great talent because we know it's really hard to come by. Um, so people can check us out at cprime.com. That's that's the letter C, prime, like prime number, P-R-I-M-E dot com uh, and just go to the career career site and and you're going to see our, our postings of, of what type of talent we're looking for well thank you so much for sharing your story today you're doing important work and we appreciate you appreciate it Lee. thank you for having me 
All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Learning Insights. And remember, this work could not be done without the support of our good friends at Training Pros. Please support them so we can continue to share these important stories. Thank you for listening. For more information about Training Pros, visit their website at training-pros.com. Thank you.